Hello there, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my friend, Devin. And today, we are here to give our thoughts and break down episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi, parts four through six. Of course, this does include the season finale, which is episode six. For those who do not know, uh, the series is done. We don't we don't have to hear about whiny little Star Wars fans. And, oh, it, it breaks canon. <laughs> Very happy about that. What about you, Devin? Yeah, I mean, Star Wars fans are always insufferable. But I, I did watch I watched a uh, like a dialect speech coach expert, like breaking down. Um, Ewan's hello there versus Al Guinness's hello there. And he says Ewan's is better because of the emphasis on the, on the there. Hello yeah. there. Yeah. Like Alex, he's just like, hello there. And then, <laughs> then Ewan's like, hello there. <laughs> yeah. There's just better emphasis. There definitely is. And you know, it's, it's just so funny how like even back then during the original star Wars, we never really had, like there wasn't like any memes or anything, but it's like Ian McGregor made that like phrase so popular, like without even trying and it just stuck. And it's like, it, it always just goes back to revenge of the Sith. I'm telling you revenge of the Sith is the most quotable star Wars movie out there. I really think it is. I'm not even lying. Like this isn't me pulling anyone's finger or anything, but I can, I don't know if it's just me, but like, I, I really feel like it's, it's the most quotable movie. I feel like we, we should do a rewatch and like write down how many of the quotes in the movie. Yeah, I think so. And it's also the most memeable, like we've kind of talked about before, but, uh, before we get in today's excitement by talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi parts four through six, before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics. That is Optics with an X. Or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Zevin, how is your week? It's almost over, thankfully. We're almost there, buddy. So, so close. Do you, uh, how many more episodes of Barry are there? Um, this The season three is over. Oh, it's over, and over. Okay. The finale was insane. Like, unbelievable. I, I got to catch up on that. I'm, I'm working on a little uh, project on my own, so I got to start watching some. Uh, I don't want to tell you guys yet, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I've been, uh, struggling whether to rewatch stranger things season four, uh, episodes one through seven. Um, I kind of want to, <laughs> to prepare myself for the carnage, um, that is to come. So one more week, one more week. I know. So are, are you going to do a rewatch Devin? Or are you just going to. I'm just going in. I'm ready. Wow. No, Dev. See, it's only see, been a few weeks. I, that is true. So it's like, do we rewatch? Do I rewatch episodes one through seven, or do I wait until the season finale and then rewatch everything all the way through? That would take way too long. I don't have patience for that. Everyone's talking about the new stuff. I mean, yeah, but it's, you know, it. I 
just we we review so much stuff. I just want to watch something for leisure, <laughs> like once in my life, like please. But um, as I digress, we're about to be getting into our Obi Wan Kenobi part four through six. So the way I'll, we'll break it down, we'll pretty much just go through each part, starting of course with part four, talk about that for a little bit, move on to part five, and then part six. So Devin, are you ready to jump in? to this grand review that we have because we put it off, but also because Disney doesn't know how to separate Star Wars and Marvel content. So that's why we're doing it this way. Yeah, let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to Obi-Wan Kenobi parts four through six. It's been 10 years. The fight is done. We lost. Leave us alone, Ben. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father. It's my responsibility. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. I've loved you always. There's a thing that swallows you. It holds you together while it's tearing you apart. It's terrifying. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and we are back. You just heard a little snippet from the trailer of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Again, this entire series is directed by Deborah Chow and stars Hayden Christensen, Rupert Friend, and Ewan McGregor himself. So the way we're going to break this down, um, just to let everyone know, since part four and five and six are pretty much all out, we're just going to be diving straight into spoilers um, you know, we can give small little initial reactions here and there, but this is, you know, all, all the chains are taken off. Like we, we do not have to worry about spoiling anything. So I'm just going to give you guys one more spoiler warning just in case. So, uh, that is your spoiler warning. Just to let you guys spoiler know. Alert. Luke lives. Big <laughs> Luke lives, Leia lives, Vader lives, Obi-Wan lives, the entire yes, cast everybody, lives. Everybody lives. It's amazing. It's a prequel. Oh my gosh, it's a prequel. What? <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff. So, um, so as I said, you know, uh, we're about to get into our part four uh review. Unfortunately, um, they don't really have uh <laughs> they don't really have uh episode titles instead yeah, it's, of it's just been like this for the whole season like no titles and also the descriptions have been very vague like on disney plus and on like other places too yeah which makes me think that this entire series could have just been a movie yeah it probably should have been i think it was supposed to be at one point yeah i think so too but it's like i mean if, if you're not even going to bother naming each episode then like it might as well just be a movie. Yeah, it definitely wasn't planned to be episodic like from the very beginning. No, not not at all. So uh, let's start here with part four, um, which is the I, I think it's probably the the weakest point of the entire story. This is when things things get really goofy in this episode. Yeah. So this is the episode right after Obi Wan. First faces. Yeah, their first battle, which was like a real high point. Everyone was freaking out after that episode. Yeah. So this is like the aftermath of that. Um, you know, everything with Obi-Wan and there's like this really big rescue plan on Jab- 
Jabim, I believe the name of the uh, planet is. And it's, I don't know. What, what were your thoughts about this, uh, this episode? Yeah, this, this episode was definitely the lowest point for me. Um, definitely kind of worried me as to where they were going. Thankfully, they did pick it up for the for the last two episodes, but this one, it definitely felt just unnecessary all around. Like, it's, it, I mean, it's just a classic Star Wars rescue mission, but the way they did it, it's just, it felt so silly. Obviously, Star Wars is, is very silly, like, to its core, but this felt, like, even more so. Right, because the rescue plan was to get Leia back, because after episode three... That's when Vader came to yeah, because because Reva got into the the underground Jedi tunnel and got and snatched up Leia. Right now, okay, yeah. So I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, wait, what? It's it's been it hasn't been that long, but at the same time, but yeah. So definitely, this episode was you know the the entire season has been this huge like Leia rescue mission. But I would say towards the end of this episode was probably the best part, um, especially the scene between Leia and Reva, where you know Reva is inter- interrogating a ten year old child, uh, which yeah, it's felt. Just- we can talk more about Rev in general, but just the writing for this character is just so off. It's really astonishing how how much they just messed it all up. Like she has no no direction as a character. Just she's just wandering aimlessly throughout the whole season. Yeah, and I'm wondering. Um, I was listening to Nerd Soup's uh, review of uh, episode six and. They were mentioning that, you know, it might be better on a rewatch now that we know everything that is happening. And like we said, you know, it's better as like a six hour movie thing. But yeah, for episode four, it's very. Um, that's, that's something I wanted to bring up and then we can talk about it when we get into episode five and we found out her, her real intentions. But yeah, I, f- I feel like that could have been done much better. But let's just, yeah, let's just get into episode five because I feel like episode four, there's <laughs> not much to really dive well, into. I mean, before we do for a sec, I do want to say it was a power move that Reva took Lola and put a tracking device because. Yeah, that was cheeky. Vader was about like that was the I will say about episode four before we move on. I will say that was like the most like anger that we've seen from Vader since like his voice was like, he raised his voice. It's like, why are you yelling at me? He's like, I'm not yelling at you. I'm raising my voice. Like he was like, you failed me for the last time. I was like, this is it, you know, because the, the inquisitors are not around once a new hope starts. They're all dead. Um, and if you know, if you've watched Star Wars rebels, it gets more into that, but it's like, I was like, ooh, I mean, Vader's gonna, uh oh, like, let's go, kind of thing. So that was a highlight. And then, and then their their escape, their escape where uh, Leia and Obi Wan are under the same jacket, just waddling away. <laughs> what what is what are we doing? That man has four legs. <laughs> What's going on? Nobody's paying attention. Everybody's walking in different directions on the ship. Just don't know where they're going. Stormtroopers can't even shoot straight. So I don't really, I don't expect them to be that perceptive when it comes to a lot of things. I don't, I, I don't expect their perception, you know, to be heightened. So between that scene with Vader and Reva, um, and then of course, Reva kind of using the, uh, the nice little power move of putting the uh, tracker device on uh, Lola. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool. But other than that, there really isn't too much, um, yeah, there really isn't too much to this entire 
episode. So unfortunately for episode four, AKA part four, I mean, the interrogation scene was pretty cool. And then, you know, the whole rescuing Leia was all right. Um, but you know, surviving Vader's wrath was kind of a thing as well, but that was, you know, more of just, you know, Vader force choking Reva and just kind of, you know, having his way. And so, yeah, that, that pretty much, I mean, for episode four, it's like you said, there's not too much, but I kind of just wanted Bit to, of a dud. yeah, I, I just, I mean, it does push the story forward, but it's just not a very exciting episode and not every single episode needs to be this grand, you know, like epic, like tale, like, Oh my gosh, can you believe what happened? Like sometimes episodes are just duds. Um, whether, you know, they move the story along or not, thank God, at least it wasn't filler, but yeah. So let's move on to episode five <laughs> because that is when people started to, uh, I guess you could say pay attention again. So <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? On people like tuning back in after, after episode four. Oh, I was uh, sorry. I meant like, <laughs> what are your thoughts after, uh, for, for part five? Yeah. Uh, I think it was definitely a step up. Definitely got back on track after episode four. I mean, it's just so cool seeing seeing Vader just take down a whole ship with the Force just because he can. We barely see that, like, ever. Like, we, we've seen it. I think the first time we've ever seen it was in um, the Force Unleashed game. Uh, for, it was, like, Xbox um, 360 and PlayStation 3 where you uh, play as Vader's other like secret apprentice, uh, Starkiller. But I think that was like the first time we saw uh, during that video game uh, for the Force Unleashed is when we saw um, Vader like pull an entire like Star Destroyer, whatever, like out of the sky. And then his uh, apprentice does it later on, which is really, really awesome. But I really love how Hayden Christensen just just knowing that he's in the suit really makes me happy. Like, you know, it, it really is the um, it, it's the the Empire kind of cornering of these refugees, all these force sensitive children and like this huge sabotage and the siege happens. And it's like it, it was cool seeing Obi-Wan and Darth Vader just having like a chess match back and forth because they just they know each other so well. At the end of the day, Obi-Wan comes out on top because he just outsmarts um, Anakin. Also. We find out Reva's true intentions in this episode, and that's what I was um, talking about earlier. I feel like if we knew from the beginning, like these so-called twists about Reva, that she would have been a much better character. They didn't have to be saved for twists at the end. Like everybody knew she was one of the younglings from the very beginning. We saw that scene. That, that was her. You could you could just see. You didn't have to save that for episode five. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's just like, I mean, she was the only like minority, like youngling in that entire group um, besides their master, uh, the, the master who was protecting them. Yeah. And then it's like, she's really the only, I mean, she's not the only minority in the show because you have um, Ice Cube's son, who is also in the show. He plays a, he plays an important role uh, for sure. Broken. 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 Oh, Roken. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Roken. Sorry. I, <laughs> I'm, like, hearing things. Because we also find out that she is kind of kind of infiltrating the Empire just to try to take a shot at Darth Vader, which is cool in itself. It's a cool concept. But I feel like if we knew that from the beginning, 
it would have been so much more interesting. Like we could have gotten on her character side. We could have known her intentions and it would have been like, wow, this is a really cool character because she's infiltrating the empire. One, that's amazing. And two, she's trying to take out Darth Vader. Like that's always interesting, but yeah, I feel like if they had that from the beginning, it would have been a lot better. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's as if with Reva, like, it would have been fine to let us, the audience, know so long as like nobody else, you know, in the show yeah. knew what was going on. I think that would have been fine. But I think the main takeaway from or like the biggest thing is that, you know, everyone finally wanted to see Hayden Christensen as Anakin again. I totally, totally get it. You know, this is it, it, it was a beautiful type of, you know. You see Vader like this is all this is Anakin only being Darth Vader after 10 years. So, you know, he's not I mean, he's not like peak Vader yet. And we'll definitely get into that once we hit uh, the finale for part six. But you can definitely see that, you know, he's still reminiscing on who he once was. And, you know, this obsession with finding Obi-Wan throughout this entire series has been like its main goal, but I did feel like it was it was a very beautiful uh, starting off with you know the flashback and that cutting back and forth to the flashback throughout the entire episode for part five. I thought it was very very like I thought it was just very powerful stuff. Yeah, just just diving into their relationship more. It shouldn't have taken all the way to, to episode five to do it as much as they did, but it's good that they did it. I mean, I, I understand. I see what you're saying, but I, I guess my thing would be is that like we 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 really see their relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin flesh out, not through the prequels, but through Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the TV show. But I understand that not everyone watches that because it I mean, it's it's seven seasons and there's there's a lot of filler episodes that really definitely adds to the universe. But uh, there is a list out there, Devin. Trims all the fat, gives you all the important I'm, I'm episodes. aware. I, I tried. I tried. I just couldn't. I couldn't get into it. <laughs> you did try. I, I think you might have a better time with the Rebels because um, I'm going through Rebels right now. Actually, for the first time, I've never watched it all the way through. I've only uh, seen a few episodes here and there. I'm actually on the final season. Um, I kind of like put it to the wayside for now, but just because we had a few other things, you know, going on. But yeah, I mean, I understand that not everyone can watch Clone Wars, but I think it was it was really nice to see Hayden Christensen back as just Anakin Skywalker, and even though he's, he's looking a little rough there for a bit, you know. Yeah, they didn't do any de aging, which was definitely an interesting choice because you could definitely see their ages. I think that was probably for the best because it's like, I mean, I think it it just would have looked weird. I mean, we've already seen it with Luke Skywalker a few times, and that just looks weird to me. It it really just does. Like, if if you're gonna keep putting Luke in all of these, you know, in all of like these cameo appearances, you need to cast a different actor. I'm sorry. Like, it's it's something you just have to do. Like, I mean, I understand it is Mark Hamill, but like, if you're gonna keep using these legacy characters, I mean, Sebastian Stan is right there. <laughs> So that's all I'm going to say for years. Yeah. And it, we get you know, Sebastian like, Stan as young, as young Luke Skywalker. We get Millie Bobby Brown as young Leia. We got, we got some options. So I, I know that everyone wants Millie as Leia. I would love to see Millie as Padme. Although, uh, never mind. They're, 
that age difference is way too much for those two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, between those two for sure. I mean, it, it is what it is. But I mean, it, let's say look at like a young Millie Bobby Brown and look at a young um, Natalie Portman. They're like they could be sisters. It's crazy. It's it's insane. I absolutely love it. But yeah, part five. Uh, just getting back here on the uh, the subject at hand. I also wanted to give a shout out to Tala as a character. I thought she was a very interesting character um, throughout these first or throughout these few episodes that she was in. Kind of just like a better version of what Reva should have been, like the the, the infiltrator for the Empire. Working obviously she's different because she's working for the Jedi's, but. Just definitely an interesting character that probably could have had a bit more screen time, but she went out, sacrificed herself for the greater good. And I think that's something that Leia remembered moving forward. Definitely. And yeah, I mean, for, for her character, I mean, I'm just saying Game of Thrones character, uh, actors, they're, they're coming back. The Last of Us, we got Pedro Pascal, the, the Viper himself, Martell. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, Devin, at least watch that episode. Because that that was like my introduction to Pedro Pascal. Like I think that was a lot of people's introductions to Pedro. And um, the the woman who dies in part five, she is also in Game of Thrones. And then we have Bella Ramsey, who's going to be playing Ellie in The Last of Us. And we also had the Russian guy from uh, Stranger Things four, who Hopper was with. I forgot the Russian guy's name, but. He is the uh, the faceless man of the House of Black and White from Game of Thrones. So they're they're everywhere. They're they're making a comeback. You know, I'm I'm very I'll, excited. I'll, I'll make a I'll make the connection for you. Let's just hope the the Game of Thrones guys Star Wars movie never comes out. I don't think it ever will. I think they actually dropped that project altogether. I was, I mean, I was excited for them to do a Star Wars like movie because of the success of Game of Thrones, and then they just. They they wanted to get to it so fast, and then they just completely just rushed everything from arguably you can say from season seven to um, season eight. And I love it out. Anytime you just say season eight to somebody, they know exactly what TV show you're talking about, which is really great. But uh, as I digress, yes, part five um, brought us a lot of great, just a lot of great moments. We get the the Rava Darth Vader fight, which obviously ends as you'd expect. But um, she gets she gets stabbed in the stomach. Yeah, she gets stabbed in the stomach and survives e- survives easily. It made sense for the Grand Inquisitor because, as he mentioned on the talk show he went to, Rupert Friend, he has two stomachs. That that race of creatures has two stomachs, so that makes sense while he lived. But then she gets like destroyed. And then she's just kind of moving on like nothing happened. And I love it how everyone was like, oh, my gosh, how does Reverend know who Vader is? And it's like, I mean, I I believe it was episode five where they doubled down and said that, you know, Vader It's you know, Anakin is gone. Vader has killed Anakin like five times over. Yeah, he he watched Anakin. She watched Anakin mow down her friends. Of course, she's going to make that connection. And like, I literally thought about that. Everyone's like, oh, well, how does Revan know? I'm like, well, there could be a lot of different ways. He could have just shown a more vulnerable side at the time, but we didn't really know how close the relationship was. But it's like, well, I mean, I thought back to the very first scene. I'm like, well, I mean, she could have just been at the temple when when Order 66 was happening 
And she knew him from then. And that's exactly what happened. And we find that out this episode. But it's like, again, like, it's just, they were like, oh, like, what is it? It just feels like this, the Inquisitor storyline is so forced in this season. Like, they could have had their own series or just put somewhere else. But it just feels so forced to put the Inquisitors in here. Even just seeing them in, in Fallen Order, how intimidating they are throughout that game. And they're just so silly in this movie, in this series. Like, I'm not, there's nothing scary about them. They're pretty uh, intimidating in Star Wars Rebels as well. They're supposed to be. I mean, but then in this one, they're just kind of like cartoonish. It's just, it just doesn't work. It just feels like they just forced them in this series and kind of rushed their story. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's just a few Inquisitors. And it's like, I mean, it's all about Reva. So, I, I, I don't know. It's... It's it's okay. I feel like heavy spoilers kind of said it best. Um, you know that like the, there is a story to tell here, but it is entirely it's it's way too simplistic. Like just in general, like it's 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 too simple of a story. And I I think I remember uh, reading an article about uh, Kathleen Kennedy actually changing the tone of the show because apparently the tone of Obi Wan Kenobi was supposed to be a lot darker which I think should have happened because this is not supposed to be a happy tale, even though I think, you know, once we get to part six here in a second, I I think it's done a great job of wrapping things up. But I mean, this is not supposed to be like this. Oh, it almost seems as if it's like a happy go lucky, like rescue mission. Like, Oh my gosh, you know, Leia got kidnapped. Now I got to go rescue her. But it does build that relationship between, Obi-Wan and Leia and that is something I do appreciate but at the same time there's only so much you can do with this entire story because we know Leia lives we know Luke's yeah there's no um, stakes yeah there's no stakes like Luke's Luke's on uncle uh, lives Luke lives like anytime that like okay third sister I'm sorry well I'm getting ahead of myself anyway anytime any main character that legacy character that we knew was in danger we knew they were either just going to be badly injured and then they're going to bounce right back because that's not how they die. That part, that part was so annoying in the finale. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, that was in the back of my head. Um, was there anything else you wanted to mention about part five before we, we uh, move on to part six? We covered most of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's trouble ahead. You know, the, the refugees. The Grand, Grand Inquisitor's are, back. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, let's let's definitely uh, let's dive into uh, part six here, which is, you know, the 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 final, the finale, uh, so to speak. Apparently, we, we might be getting a season two, but we're not entirely sure. I think Kathleen Kennedy said if there's like more of a story to tell, but I'm like, well, this is like this story happens ten years after Revenge of the Sith, so like another ten years, pretty much. That's like the start of a new hope. And it's like, I feel like they'd be really pushing it. Like if they did another season to kind of, you know, like they, they would have to dance around a lot of stuff because it's like, I mean, the, the number one like issue with Star Wars has always been that, you know, the, the, the beginning of the story is the middle of the story. And then you have to build everything else around it to make sure that, you know, like obviously Darth Vader being the main character of all of Star Wars, arguably, I mean, it really is all about Anakin. I mean, Luke is there, but it's like all these events happen, you know, four, five, and six because of Order 66, everything that happened during the Clone Wars. 
But I mean, that that's always been the issue of Star Wars is that, you know, you start in the middle and then you have to build your way around and like, oh, well, you know, we can't change too much. Like, obviously, when Kenobi got drugged through the fire in episode three, like we knew he was going to be badly burned or, you know, and but like he, he came out OK because we know that's he doesn't die until a new hope. So it's it, it is what it is. But part Taika, six, Taika will save us. I, I'm confident. I'm hope like it's it's just always just been like I mean as much as I love Star Wars, I'm just I'm tired of legacy characters. I need new content with new characters. That's why the Force Awakening was so exciting. I love it's just it's beautiful and like if and you know they just, me, per- they just botch it going forward after that with Finn especially. Yeah, with yeah, it's. It's just, I mean, I mean, I love The Last Jedi and they, you know, they argue that, oh, you know, A Force Awakens is too much like A New Hope. Arguably, I, I actually, I think it's better than A New Hope. I, I 100% stand by that, but I mean, I understand, you know, the importance that A New Hope brings, but it's a better movie. Like it, it just is, but that's just my opinion. Um, you know, I, I don't, ha- I don't have nostalgia glasses for four through six. I mean, I've watched them like numerous times. I mean, I like them. I mean, I love Empire Strikes Back, but I don't have like the big nostalgia glasses for four or five and six that I probably do for the prequels, but everyone has nostalgia glasses for something. But yeah, it's, I mean, I, I don't know the entire time of me watching part six, the finale, I was just thinking, well, nobody's, nobody is going to die. Reva might die, but she didn't. And it's like, no one really no one really died. I mean, besides those poor people. I, I want. I want to talk about. I want to talk about what Reva's. Like, what is? I don't know. Nobody understands what her motives are. Like, what is she doing? Like, she feels betrayed by Vader because Vader literally stabs her in the stomach. Okay, so then she's mad at Obi Wan. So she was expecting Obi Wan to stay and fight Vader. That's that's what she was expecting. Apparently. Yeah, so it's 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 like she was mad that Obi Wan didn't. Well, I mean, it, there's always been like this really weird distrust in the Jedi, which actually kind of goes back to part of. I mean, if you watch the Clone Wars, because you know everything with Ahsoka happens there. With you know, um, Ahsoka gets framed by the Jedi Council, and that's kind of where Anakin's distrust starts. With the Jedi and then moving forward, you know, everything else that happens with Ahsoka leaving and then obviously, you know, Anakin going to the dark side. But I I can kind of understand why Reva was upset because, you know, they did need help, but there was no Jedis there to help them. So so then her plan is to go after some strange child it just just doesn't add up yeah yeah no i i I totally i totally agree it was there there are a few inconsistencies like with the writing just of the show not like of grand of star wars altogether but it's i mean i can i can understand her trying to bait obi-wan to get to vader but then she brings the children into it and i guess it 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 was kind of confused like i understand that she was mad and like, you know, no one was there to help them. She somehow survived that, that uh, stomach lightsaber stab that Vader gave her um, during uh, order of execu- um, execute order 66. 
But I, I, I see what you mean. I don't know why she was. I mean, maybe she was like, well, if I can't get Obi-Wan, I can get one of his children. But why, why is she that angry at Obi-Wan? I don't know. I mean, it's like, does she really what, even was know? Was he Obi-Wan? supposed to save her from Order sixty six? I mean, like, that I think I think that's what they were trying to push. Like that that's where like her main anger came from was from the Jedi. There, there's just no direct connection. There's no direct connection to Obi Wan, but I think it's just more of a direct connection to the Jedi. And since you know they're kind of hunting all the Jedi, she's kind of like shifting all of her blame and all of her anger and hate on to obi-wan because i mean i'm sure they she's heard of obi-wan before but knowing that you know how renowned he is i think she just shifts all the blame to him because he is one of the last surviving jedi i think but that's just my thought process but i do agree with you it is a bit a bit weird that that scene where she's hunting luke it's just it was just so dumb to watch like okay, you're not going to touch Luke. And then they had to make it so that he was unconscious because he's never seen a lightsaber. Yeah. Based on canon, he's never (laughs) seen a lightsaber. Like it's just all so like, Oh, it's just so frustrating to watch. Yeah. During that whole thing, I'm like, nobody here is going to die. And the fight, the final fight between Vader and Anakin, I mean, not excuse me, between Vader and Obi-Wan was amazing. I mean, technically it is between Vader and Anakin. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, because I mean, this, this is only, he's, Anakin's only been Vader for 10 years and he's not the peak, you know, he's, he's a ruthless Vader, but he's not the ruthless, like dictator Vader that we know from, you know, a new hope onward because he still is fixated on Obi-Wan. But of course we get a little bit of, you know, Palpatine, uh, Palpatine, my gosh. I'm I'm looking at something on my on my side. So we, we get a glimpse of Palpatine in part six, and he kind of I guess you could say in a way he's kind of mentoring Vader, like, hey, you know, like, you know, if, if Anakin's really gone, then you know, you shouldn't have all of these, you know, ties and Yeah, just move on, guy. Yeah. So it's I mean, it's it really is amazing how they were able to, you know, during the fight of Vader and Obi-Wan, which was phenomenal. Yeah, you let's, know, let's dive more into the fights because it's like it's obviously the high point of the series. The first one is great, too. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. They're both great fights. But I can't I hate that it kept cutting away at the end. Um, the second fight on in part six. Yeah, they kept going back and forth between the fight and Rava. Was I was like, like, no one's going to die with Rava. Like, we know everyone there is going to survive. Yeah, that's why. That just adds to the frustration. Yeah, then that that's the, the issue. I mean, like, you can make an episode or, like, a show with legacy characters, but it's like, there, it's, it's just legacy characters out the wazoo. But it's, so we all know they're going to be fine, and it, it is what it is. But, yeah, so the going back to the the final fight, between Obi-Wan and Vader. When he knocks off that voice box, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Cause it's like, you can, you know, like you're going to start hearing Anakin and then it just, ah. like, it's mixing between back and forth. The James Earl Jones and Anakin, it's like getting messed up. It just sounds yeah. so cool. And I will say Hayden Christensen, I, I don't, I never thought Hayden Christensen needed redeeming. I always loved his performance um, as hokey and weird as it, you know, as like it can be, I still love his performance. But in this 
series, you know, once, um, once Obi-Wan kind of, you know, knocks off like the voice box and like his, his breathing starts to have like that wheezing to it. Cause obviously this man is literally and then burned. The mask half comes half off. That's, that's when it starts to become amazing. Like that's when it's next level. So that was, I love it how they did it in the show. Cause they actually first did it in rebels. Yeah. I saw that scene on Twitter. Yeah. When, Re- when uh, Vader faces Ahsoka, which is like, it's fantastic. It's like, oh, like, you know, Anakin's not here. He's like, oh, I can save you, master. And like, it was, oh, I love how they did it in, um, in this, in, in the finale, because it's, it, like you said, it is a, it is the audio mix between, you know, James L. Jones's voice and Hayden Christensen's voice. And you can, it's like Anakin, it's just like seeping out. It's like this. You can hear that pain. Oh, it's, it comes from so many different places. I mean, like he doesn't have his children. His wife is dead, you know, died during childbirth. His apprentice, um, you know, Ahsoka has left him all of his distrust in the Jedi. It's like, there's like Vader. There's a reason why Vader is like the best character in all of star Wars. It's because he's the most layered. I mean, up to a point. Cause I mean, now we have like Ahsoka, and a, a few other characters. I, I, I actually put Obi-Wan up there as well. If you watch uh, Clone Wars, you know what I'm talking about. But like th- those are like the, the main three like layered characters. Um, and actually, I would throw Kylo Ren up there for sure. Um, but it's like th- there's a reason why Vader's the most like he, he's the best like movie villain of all time. Like he it's it's you want to root for him, but you feel so bad for him at the same time. Like, you know, you should be rooting against him, but it's like. It's it's crazy. Uh, I absolutely love it. Like even during uh, like Rogue One, where everyone's just cheering in the theater, like yeah, Vader's here. You know, he's <laughs> it's like yo, chill. Like what? <laughs> he's like literally mauling down people, and people are cheering for him. Still, it's still possibly the best the best Vader scene we've gotten. We might have to do might have to compare it to the, some of the scenes from this series, but it's hard to beat. Because I mean, you 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 hear the anger and the 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 despair and just Anakin crying out to Obi-Wan and no one crying back. And it's like, I think you mentioned it during our, um, I think it was, uh, during one of the first part one or part two, um, review. I think we actually did this together since it was, um, since they were released together, the way that Ewan McGregor can like act with his face and the way he's just like, he's like, I'm sorry, like for everything. He's just the and best. It's all this way that, you know, Obi-Wan's thinking that everything is, is his fault. He's like, I shouldn't have left him there, you know, to die in Mustafar. I should have brought him with me. And it's like it, it, this then, entire time. he does time, it again. He, he lets him live again. He could have killed him. He really <laughs> could have just ended it off. right there. <laughs> he was right there. I'm like, bro, now's the time to pull the trigger. <laughs> But yeah, it was, um, I was like, oh, but it's, it's so tragic and melancholy and just, it just makes you, uh, it's it, like, I don't the, the empathy is just there. Like the, the way that, um, Obi-Wan was looking at him and then Vader's like, like, oh, he's like, he's like, you didn't, um, kill Anakin. He's like, I killed Anakin a long time ago. And he said, oh, you know, then, then my friend truly is dead or something of that nature. And then it's like, it's, it's kind of like a, a closure for both of them to go on their own separate ways. Like 
Anakin ne- or Vader needs to forget Obi-Wan to become the, the Dark Lord that he's supposed to be in order to bring balance back to the Force. But obviously, unbeknownst to him, you know, that kind of just happens. But and then it's also closure for Obi-Wan where it's like, OK, he's like all this time I've been carrying around all this guilt. I've shut myself away from the Force. And now knowing that it's not my fault, it's time for me to move on. So it's like, huh, I'm sorry. Biggest rant ever in the world. But like the season finale was just so good. It was I I love whoever whoever's idea it was to put these fights on like a dark, rocky planet. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's not a desert planet. I thought they were (laughs) Did you think they were gonna fight on Tatooine? I, I would not that. have been surprised <laughs> because Disney loves Tatooine. It's crazy, but it was just so cool seeing like all those rocks being used. Like, I think I think Vader like leg sweeps Obi Wan with a with some rocks one time, and then obviously piles up on him, and then Obi Wan comes back and starts chucking him at, at Vader repeatedly. It's just it was so cool, and just whenever it's dark and he's just you, you can only really see the lightsabers like lighting up the area it's just always so visually stunning yeah and i will say when they were clashing lightsabers after the piece of vader's mask falls off like you kind of see vader's face like forward it's kind of like focused on like the blue lightsaber and then when he like goes back it's just all red and he's like anakin's dead he's like i killed him and it's like it's just so tragic. But also, after moving on from the final fight, you know, we, we actually get some really nice moments with um, not only with Luke, but with Leia. You know, hello Leia's, there. Hello there. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, Obi-Wan meets Luke for the first time after talking. Um, with Uncle Owen. Owen lets him after uh, yeah. almost walking away. Yeah, I mean, they, they both kind of just um, agree that, you know, he just needs to be a boy right now. It's like, why does he need to train, you know, at 10 years old? You know, like the Jedi Order at this point is is dead. And it's like, obviously, if this if it was different, you know, I mean, the Jedi aren't perfect either. So it's kind of, you know, this really mixed bag of, you know, something that Disney was trying to do. But, you know, fans uh, told them no. So that's how we got the Rise of Skywalker. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, I really enjoy how, you know, they both disagree that Luke needs to be a kid right now. And then it kind of cuts over to Leia after, you know, Obi-Wan meets, meets Luke and, you know, Leia's starting what a, what a to, surprisingly like, great addition to the series. Just young Leia. Like, I don't think anybody I really, really loved saw it. that coming and then seeing it working out so well, but it really worked well. Yeah, I, I, I really, really LA was his Grogu. Like it's it's that simple. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, I I thought, I thought, um, she, she did a phenomenal job and you know, anyone who says otherwise, I feel like some people were kind of like iffy on it, but I'm like, dude, she's like 10 years old. Like, why are we so fixated on this? So it's, it is what it is, but you know, she starts to come into her own and we have a nice little final moment between Leia and Obi-Wan where she kind of where he he kind of readdresses like you know I did know your parents and you have like the best qualities of both of them and I just really love how they because like Padme like I said before Padme never it's rarely ever brought up 
by like anyone. It's like after she after she dies, it's like the, the entire universe, like galaxy, just like forgets about her, <laughs> and then like that's it. Yeah. But not Obi Wan, not Obi Wan. But um, I wanted to kind of just get into final thoughts about the entire series really quick uh, before we get on out of here. We are a little bit pressed for time. I do apologize. But uh, Devin, was there anything else you wanted to mention? Um, final thoughts wise before we uh, give our ratings for the entire series and head on out. Yeah, overall, the series was definitely entertaining. We got some great moments between Vader and Obi-Wan, which is what we wanted all along. Um, they definitely tried some things that we mentioned that really didn't work out. Definitely a, a couple episodes that just didn't really work. Overall, pretty uneven. The finale was great, which is good that they landed well there. Um, if, if we're kind of ranking the series, it's right in the middle for me. It's still not mm-hmm. as good as Mandalorian, but it was better than Boba Fett. Um, well, anything's better over, than Boba Fett. <laughs> it, it was... It was okay at the end. They gave us the the Mandalorian and Luke Skywalker content we needed to keep it interesting. Everybody tuned in. I was like, Mandalorian's back? Like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, overall, an uneven series. Definitely some ideas that didn't really work as far as implementation. But when you have Ewan McGregor starring in, in something, it's, it's going to be entertaining no matter what. Like... He's just, he's one of the best actors we have nowadays. It's so good to see him back in this role and, and enjoying it seemingly. So overall, I'd probably give the series, it's tough because it feels like the first few episodes took a little bit to get going. And then episode four was definitely a downer. Five and six picked things back up. I'd probably go with like a, like a 72 overall. Like definitely good, but really had a few glaring um, holes that could have made it a lot better i got you so yeah for me for episodes one and two i absolutely loved um i think episode three three and what is it wait no three is when they fought so it really yeah, was the just, first fight yeah so i actually really like over this entire episode uh season i think episode four was probably just the one i didn't really like the most i think that's just where the the story kind of started so fall apart i mean not the best writing in the world and like i said before you know you're you're dealing with legacy characters that we know that are going to survive so it's kind of like you said you know there's no stakes there's no like urgent um i never really felt like they were in any real danger um because that's why that's why mandalorian just feels so fresh because it's all so new yeah it is um I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they're talking about a season two. I can take it or leave it at this point. Overall, for this entire series, or I guess many series, I would give it like a solid 75. Um, I really, I mean, I did enjoy it. And I would like to go back and watch it as a movie experience because that's what I did with WandaVision. And it just, time just like blew through so fast. And I'm hoping that. You know, maybe maybe someone out there will like get their hands on like <laughs> on the uh, the digital copies of something. You know, they'll pirate it and like make and cut it down to like a fan edited version or something. But I I think knowing everything we know now, I think would make Obi Wan Kenobi a better rewatch. I think it does have rewatchability. But you know, it's I mean, it's always great to see Hayden Christensen back. You know, I've Anakin's my favorite character in Star Wars. Um, next to Ahsoka, it's like a one A one B type situation. Um, you know, 
Emer McGregor, you know, he he's he said he wants he said he would love to come back and play this character again. And I mean, I would love to see him maybe more so as like a force ghost. But yeah, I mean, overall, like I said, just a 75 out of 100 uh, for me, like it, it was it was good. Not like the best. I agree with you there, Devin Mandalorian still is like the number one, uh, the, the number one Star Wars show. Um, you know, we've had way more Marvel TV shows than Star Wars um, as of late, but I'm actually excited for casting uh, Andor show. I'm very excited for that. I'm excited for Taika's uh, film and just Ahsoka. Yeah. Oh, Ahsoka for sure. Like 100%. I just, I, I can't get enough of Ahsoka, but you know, she's, I get, she's kind of like a legacy character now. I mean, she is newer um, to the series as a whole, but um, you know, people are now finally starting to know who she is because it's like, if you didn't watch Clone Wars, you have no clue or Rebels, obviously. But mainly if you didn't watch Clone Wars, you would not have even known of who she is. And it's like her and Anakin were like just, you know, two peas in the pod. It's crazy. But that concludes our coverage of Obi-Wan Kenobi parts four through six. It's been a wild ride. I'm kind of happy that it's over, um, you know, and until the next uh, Star Wars adventure, I guess I could say there. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you liked what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and make sure to share an episode of the podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics podcast what the movie lover in need and really quickly uh, coming up. We just finished our Miss Marvel episode three review, three review, which is out now and our umbrella Academy uh, season three spoiler free review that is out now as well. Uh, we're going to be um, reviewing some black phone coming up this weekend. Finally getting some more, uh, some horror stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's been a very interesting uh year for horror so far. I think we've had some pretty good uh, movies uh, come from that genre, but definitely just follow us on film optics. Um, again, that's optics with an X on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, mainly it's Twitter is where we tweet, you know, what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be covering. Um, definitely. So I am working on a interesting project here for the, uh, for the channel or not the channel, excuse me, the podcast, the show, so definitely keep your ears peered, uh, peeled for that one. But other than that, uh, we'll see you guys later. And we hope you have a great day. And may the force be with you. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.